Catherine and Tass sit around to talk about stuff. Catherine and Tass sit around to talk about stuff. Catherine and Tass sit around to talk about stuff. Catherine and Tass sit around and talk about stuff. Welcome back to A Muslim A Cat in a Chat. I'm Catherine. I'm Taz. And we're back today with our second episode in our series about the history of makeup. So Taz is going to talk us through the 1930s. Yeah, so um, following up from our 1920s podcast, we're now going to look and investigate the makeup of the 1930s. So this is pretty exciting. So when you're coming to the end of the 1920s, um, it ends with, with a bang. And that is the great depression so <laughs> yeah so 1929 was the start of the great depression and um, which was a huge recession uh in the united states that left many people jobless and um, families had to be resourceful during this time with nothing going to waste in fact there's a youtube um video <laughs> um channel uh, called Depression Cooking, where the host, <laughs> a lady in her mid-80s, cooks soup from dandelions and nettles and uses a lot of olive oil. I know, Catherine, I shared some of those videos with yeah, you. I thoroughly enjoyed them. I'm yeah. still waiting for you to try some of the recipes, though. Well, I'll get go out there now and get some nettles and we'll get this sorted great, for tea great. upon our reunion. Um, <laughs> but as you can imagine makeup was not a high priority um Mm -hmm. you know during this period um but the tide slowly started to shift um when it was coming later into the 1930s especially with the entry into the second world war Mm -hmm. so um german dictator adolf hitler's rise to power was in the mid-1930s and ending rounding off the 1930s was that of the second world war which put women in a different position which we're going to go into further during the course of this podcast <laughs> so and it was during the 1930s that makeup started to become more popular again with younger women it showcased confidence and independence it was a priority to have a full face of makeup on before leaving the house as the french fashion designer Germaine Montel would say beauty is not a gift it's a habit <laughs> um oh i like that yeah, and she also came out with, or she's also can be attributed to saying, be your age, but don't look it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Beauty routines were starting to be introduced by manufacturers that now sold a complete set of products. What would be, what would be in this complete set? Lipsticks, powder day cream night cream so this is what you would kind of find mm-hmm. in you know the 
the complete set. The the establishment of the beauty salon, such as Elizabeth Arden, was was introduced. And again, all this material can be you know looked up and read in the classic in classic beauty, the history of makeup. Um. So, so what Hernandez in in classic beauty really discusses is how Elizabeth Arden started to introduce the beauty salon. So that's where kind of women would get there would would go and and get these sets um so man and that's what manufacturers were doing they were kind of completing the these sets so you actually bought them all together like in a little box or whatever yeah so like and i suppose you can kind of see that in in like today or more kinds of like if you were to go to lancome or something Mm -hmm. like that you would find those yeah those classic sets you know Mm -hmm. um where they'd be complementing each other. So, for example, even you can have lipsticks now complement a nail polish. So mm-hmm. the, the, the these were kind of this is this is such a such a like the nineteen thirties is seeing you're just seeing the evolution of makeup more yeah. and more. Um, women again looked to Hollywood. So you had women. So you had Hollywood starlets like Vivian Leigh or Greta Garbo, which 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 exuded the modern woman smart and trim the woman women inspired to be so people depended on the magic of films as a form of escapism now as you can imagine like we're looking at very turbulent two very turbulent times sandwiched between this decade Mm -hmm. so escapism was found in 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 um the movies of hollywood frankly my dear i don't give a damn the epic (laughs) the epic oscar award-winning film gone with the wind which was the first motion picture to be filmed in technicolor um was also part of max factor the polish inventor and business man slash makeup revolutionary so um so like the wizard of oz again it was in technicolor you'd be able to see like the images, the makeup, all of this, um, sorry, this really penetrated the kind of psyche of, um, you know, women who wanted to emulate these starlets. So Mm -hmm. you had in the 1920s that, that same, that same push to emulate those, those starlets. And that could be also seen in the 1930s, but now they got to, um, now they got to mimic their their makeup so now they got to shape their eyebrows um the color lipsticks the hues that were were seen to be worn this was all seen within the 1920s um was all sorry was all seen within the the makeup of the 1930s and in the films um that we kind of base that we touched on um so again you would have very similar to the 1920s you would have had extremely plucked and thin mm-hmm. eyebrows or you would uh, or they would have been shaved off completely um oil or petroleum jelly would have been used to, to create like a shimmer or shine i'm just going mm-hmm. to show you um jean sorry jean holloway who was seen as the as blonde bombshell of the time mm-hmm. and just so you can kind of get an idea 
So, again, Catherine, if you want to kind of any first impressions of this this uh, makeup look. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah. Well, like everything you were saying, but the eyebrows—they're really exaggerated, really long. Yeah. Like they go on really long, and her eyelashes are really full, but kind of feathery, but really full. Yeah. And so then, that would have been really different from the nineteen twenties—that mm-hmm. full eyelash. Yeah. And then, um, her her lips, the shape of her lips. She it's concealer, is it, or something on the top of her lips? Yeah. So it's kind of um, it's very wavy effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that wavy effect would be the technique of the lipstick so what you would have had in the 1920s is that bumblebee sting look you know two pointed um cupid's bow symmetrically beautiful in the 1930s lips were like the wave like the sea tide coming in that's how you can imagine it. So it was very romantic. The lips were very full and the Cupid's bow was was orchestrated like that of a wave. Just that splash there. Well, not really a splash because it was just so curvy. The lips, that's, that's how you can like visualize it. It was just a curve of both the cupid's bow so it would exaggerate it would exaggerate the cupid's bow one of the most famous actresses of that of the 1930s was one of your favorites Catherine who starred in the wizard of oz judy garland let's look at uh, judy garland's makeup so again this would have been the 1930s i love her I love her. Okay, well, her eyebrows aren't as long as as that other one that I just saw. Right, they're a little bit shorter, but they're still very thin. So again, mimicking the space that you would have seen in the nineteen twenties, um, where you would have a lot more space in between the Mm -hmm. the eyebrows. Um, but if you can like keep an eye on the kind of the colors, the hues, um, that like you're so you're seeing kind of a peachy. Mm Um, red hue here if we go to this um, picture of if we go to this picture of uh, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz in the night in um, Technicolor in 19 mm-hmm. in the 1930s again you see that that um, very natural look but also mm-hmm. that peach coral mm-hmm. um undertone of the, of the lipstick and those were the kinds of colors that were really being exhibited at mm-hmm. the time and even the fact they made her hair red because i think it was supposed to be blonde so even that they made it red that it matches in with those tones as well oh i didn't know that mm. well it makes sense now i don't know if that was you know what i mean but um it makes sense if that was the kind of color palette or whatever they were going for yeah mm. so like again 1920s where the rouge lip was such an iconic yeah you know um um an iconic move rouge lips were a thing of the the past in the 1930s it was more pink um it was more kind of a pinkish light undertone for like blushes or lips so you again you would have been really and diluting the the rouge of the mm-hmm. 1920s peach and orange tone lipstick was was a natural favorite the color palette that would have been used 
would be would be that of kind of light pink staying true to mm-hmm. me in the 1920s you mm. would have been seeing a lot of um green and blue yeah. um eyeshadows again um coal would have been used for like the waterline mascara and and or henna was actually mm. used for um your eyelashes so that's what you'd see with um jean uh, harloway there where so fake lashes would have been used to extend the outer lashes and that's where you see the those exaggerated full formed eyelashes and that's mm-hmm. what you're getting in the 1930s the makeup ad so makeup advertisements like news stories of the 1930s were hidden amongst other were hidden amongst each other with no rhyme or reason if you opened a newspaper so you would open a newspaper and you'd have a top story sandwiched in between ads for cars and ads for very different mm-hmm. kinds of yeah things happening during the time mm-hmm. um so um when i was kind of researching make with the 1930s they're hidden amongst everything with, for, with no rhyme or reason was woman's death in beauty parlor oh, yeah chocolates to be and chocolates to be analyzed so was so this was a story that came that i came across while i was uh you know searching newspaper advertisements it was a very intriguing story actually a woman was found dead in a beauty parlor she had been drinking wine and Mm -hmm. eating chocolates which were found by the side of her body the police were made aware at the time that mm. she had sent Christmas cards instructing that the people who received them did not open them until Christmas Day. After her murder, the police, as part of the investigation, opened the Christmas cards to find nothing more than Christmas greetings. So I just th- I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Um, kind of like like you're you're looking for advertisements like of makeup in these newspapers and you're straining to find them but sandwiched in there between um tires and new cars is the story about yeah women and a very poetic mm-hmm. kind of you know story and very intriguing yeah and even the fact they just go her murder you know even nowadays like you'd never just be like it was a murder it's like you know it's just very very cut and dry or something and this is an irish in an irish paper right yes this is from the irish times in 1935 so mass makeup production started to be produced targeting the women who were now in who were now in the war workforce as part of the war effort so you were going to you were getting cheaper brands so this these were being mass produced in chain stores in now being introduced in the 1930s so can you can you see like the evolution here like mm. where you were kind of like in the 1920s you were you're just kind of being introduced to the compact mirror and, yeah. and powder to now being able to go and buy affordable makeup from um um, chain stores throughout mm. um so if you so if you're kind of again like when you look at you know popular movies of the time again really um really um influenced the fashion women wore or the makeup women wore so like again hernandez described the broad sh- the again hernandez described 
the broad shoulder coats with faux fur and Cartier jewellery were the epitome of style. This is, this is. Women wore their hair softer and longer, skiing and tennis with their own, as Catherine would say, at leisure were very <laughs> popular. So women were, were, were wearing and started to sport at leisure goods mm-hmm. for these very elite. Um, that is where I get my style from, you see. <laughs> yeah. That's where my athleisure is inspired by. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and black nail polish, interestingly enough, oh, wow. you know, was intro- really started to be introduced in this period. Uh, again, uh, w- which would be contrasting the, the really colourful brightness yeah. of the eyeshadows. Um, and you'd have orange lips again, which would have been considered really chic. So that was the 1930s, and that's what women in the 1930s sported and, and wore. So if I was to describe, if you, Catherine, decided, <laughs> I'd really like to... Um, have a 1930s look this is how I would how I style it again it would be a very light powder base on the so when we're looking at the skin you would start off with a powder base and then you would go with a rouge blush this would be muted by further powder put on top of it and then and then um so the blush would kind of peek out of the powder and then you would reapply lightly blush where it would nearly be, the rouge would nearly be pink. Oh, so wow. okay. you would, again, I would probably go with a peach or an orange kind of lip mm-hmm. and it would, it would be very like a wave effect. So you wouldn't have, yeah. you wouldn't have the definition of the Cupid's bow like you would in the 1930s. It was a lot more, um, it was a lot more romantic the lip, so that's mm-hmm. what you would kind of be looking for. You'd have those exaggerated eyes, so you'd have coal and the waterline with exaggerated mascara. So you just pile on the mascara. And the best tip I can give you is that there was no kind of brand that, like, when you're looking to do these looks or or to have like, you know, like to kind of go about your day with nice makeup. One thing I learned from my makeup course is every kind of makeup works. Yeah. It does not matter the price tag. So and I, I stick, when it comes to basics like mascara, I just stick to the old favorites. Mm-hmm. So like you would pl- like you would apply the, the mascara on. Again, if you didn't want to have the over-exaggerated eyebrows, you could um, just put a bit of... Um, petroleum jelly a bit of vaseline in there just Mm -hmm. to give it the shine and um you could have uh you you could have um an exaggerated color and again it would be very blocky and there wouldn't really be a crease in it but i would probably just let the um i would probably just let the eyelashes be the 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 drama Mm -hmm. on the face especially when you have a natural lip and I would finish off with um, false lashes just off the corner because that's where it would have been set in the 1930s, mm-hmm. just just in the corner there. So that's how that would be a quintessential 1930s look. So, so yeah, um, talking about Vivian, Vivian Leigh, um, who was in the famous um, Oscar winning film of the 1930s, Gone with the Wind. Wow, Catherine, can you describe 
this look here. <laughs> that is that is a side eye if ever I saw one. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. Okay. Um so yeah, it's very much I can see the thing you're talking about with the cheeks, the the real subtle um rouge on her cheeks and her lips are that kind of orangey colour. Um it's very much in that kind of palette. Um her eye is it purple eyeshadow on her just in the corners though isn't it it's not very heavy yeah very light um yeah um a very light hue on her lid there um what Mm -hmm. you kind of again you can kind of see like the real softness of the hair which really accentuates the face um that really light um that really light rouge of the cheeks but as you can see there there's what there's some peach undertones which which um mimic that of the lips that you see here Mm. so you can imagine somebody like vivian lee playing scarlett o'hara and film gone with the wind um first time seen in technicolor first time women are actually being able to pinpoint and identify the colors the colors seen in movie stars Mm -hmm. so that that's that would have drawn the popularity of um that would have really drawn the popularity of what you're kind of seeing here what you're seeing mm-hmm. in regards to that that peach orange lip that really light root that um soft subtle lavender of the lid you know which mm-hmm. really emphasizes her beautiful blue eyes Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what you're you're seeing here with um Scarlett Hara. and again the 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 dramatic um eyelashes. Yeah, it's almost like a really subtle, like smoky eye kind of a thing. Yeah, her eyes are very much you know they draw you in. Yeah, again, very romantic, very kind of hazy. Mm-hmm. Um, back to the nineteen twenties podcast, we kind of discussed the mascara. Um. Mm-hmm tool used and very that would have been very similar in the 1930s as you can see we have yeah um a maybelline product here and it is a mascara do you want to describe the mascara there Catherine? Mm -hmm. so it's uh it's it's just the strip is that the actual mascara it's kind of a thin um uh, like a block a long kind of block and then you've got a little brush um, almost like what we would nearly use for eyebrows now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know. That, but like it kind of it shows the simplicity really of mm-hmm. like mascara, but also like how you nearly have to wet it and depend on, yeah, you know, um, that kind of like not a more natural moisture in yeah in working that um mascara onto your upper lashes and your lower lashes and it's art it's an art like it's so from the one that i have like it it's so messy yeah so it makes sense that they probably didn't want to do anything too elaborate on their eyelids if you're in danger of getting a big splodge of mascara across yeah absolutely and if you're to look at the kind of palettes of the time can you describe those kind of palettes what like what would you if you saw them in a store today what kind of palettes would you like how would you describe them (laughs) well they're quite they're lovely they're really um well round and kind of gold ornate they almost look like um um 
oh what are they called you know the kind of domed um are they i don't know if there's a name on them but like a domed blush or um i'm trying to think of a brand that they look like now maybe it'd be they look very high end yeah they're very like a lancome or, yeah they're very ornate it's something like you would see mm-hmm. in the body shop in the 1990s because <laughs> i was a big fan of the body shop well, you know i was thinking like lancome or something you know like no, no. so like or even avon do you know like those pretty powders mm, that yes, smelled yeah. amazing and like you can kind of see like those that that style of palette like the princess path brand rouge um of the 1930s that that's that that it's very similar to what you would buy today, you know? Yeah, absolutely. With the mirror yeah. compacts or the um, something that you would see in Benefit. I think Benefit was what we were looking for. Yeah, Benefit. For kind yeah. Of thing. And like the cream, the cream foundation here. So, yeah. again, that would have been powder form. And also, just to Marlene Dench, one of the... Um, highest paid actresses according to Hernandez of the time so 1930 oh Marlena Dietrich oh, okay it? thank you I could not but look, <laughs> look at her eyebrows can you see see her eyebrows there yeah how would you describe them yeah. oh my god they're so thin they're really like uh very angular they're not even rounded really they come straight no, off they're the face really straight. it's like mm. it's like a straight cut I mean that is daring yeah that mm-hmm. that's exaggerative that's the 1930s yeah. that's what you're getting there like, yeah but she was quite an um she really was very um oh god what's the word experimentative kind of she was very um out there i think marlena dietrich was really i like almost not about being feminine and stuff she was very took risks she didn't really uh follow the trend i think yeah so that can be that could be nearly said about those kind of eyebrows but again Mm -hmm. they're not too far off the everyday ones that we saw in Judy Garland or you know um um Vivian Lee I was almost going to call her Scarlett (laughs) O'Hara so yeah so like that's what you're like that's the kind of effect that you're really seeing come to the Mm -hmm. fore when you're looking at how to approach your eyes in in the 1930s I hope you I hope hope you guys enjoyed a brief um a brief uh intro to the 1930s and Mm -hmm. and where where these um the looks came from and um next next time we will be venturing on to the next decade (laughs) that was great thanks so much taz i really enjoyed that no problem once again guys thank you so much for listening please make sure to subscribe to get new episodes as soon as they come out Also, if you could take two minutes to like this episode and leave us a little review, we'd really appreciate it, as it means we can reach as many people as possible. You'd really be helping us out. Finally, if you have any questions, comments or suggestions for future podcasts, we would love to hear them. We are at a Muslim Akatna chat on Instagram, a Muslim Akatna chat on Facebook, at MKNC pod on Twitter, or you can email us on a Muslim Akatna chat at gmail.com. See you next time.